from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Hey, Jeff! Hey, Aaron! Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children, a podcast where we tickle the magical underbelly and out comes a baby. That's awful. This just gets more and more graphic every single week that we, we do it. I want you to understand that. I make no apology. It's just... <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. No, I'm not saying we should apologize. I just want it noted that that is what is happening. No, I mean, the dark arts are a mysterious thing. Sometimes, you know, you have to take orthodox, unorthodox methods sure. in order to sure. churn out And it a helps kid. people understand that, like, we're not messing around with the dark arts. Like, this is a real yes. graphic, tangible thing. No. I'm not fucking... You think I want to do this? I have to do this. I have to please my dark god. Yeah, this is what... We started playing Dungeons and Dragons, and this is what it's come to, is bloody violent sacrifices for our Dungeons and Dragons gods. I made a pact with the Satan, and the trade-off was... um, What did Satan give me? A podcast. Satan gave me this podcast, and in exchange, I had to keep creating children for him. And on that note... <laughs> and on that note, what's our prompt this week, Aaron? Our prompt this week is from De Moon Rules at Twitter, and his prompt is, A cleric whose holy symbol is a tome known as The Secret. I love that. I'm real excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are we using to play today? So, we are using a supplement for the Pathfinder role-playing game, which is sort of... Pathfinder being, of course, the... Mr. Pib to the Dungeons and Dragons Dr. Pepper. Oh, man. Yeah, so this is the uh, Pathfinder background generator. It is like central casting levels of insane tables that I'm really excited to get to. So I'm ready to dive in if you are. Let's start with what's their name? Let's talk about clerics. Yeah, yeah. I've never played a cleric before in any campaign because no one wants to play the cleric, and especially me. I right. like playing healers and like MMOs and stuff, but I just can't bring myself to be like, oh, what are you guys doing? Backflips and like splitting throats? What am I doing? I'm rubbing your back, and it restored 1d4 <laughs> damage. <laughs> so what I'm thinking, if their tome is the secret, I think that I'd like their name to be a play off of that, and I have a suggestion. Oh, no. Like the fucking book? I really wanted to no, keep no, the book no. out of this. No, tr- no, no, no. It, I was just going off of the idea of secrets. Oh, okay. I think I would like her name to be Mysteriemma. Oh. <laughs> Jeff, that sucks, but it's gonna, we're, <laughs> right, we're no, keeping we're it. No, no, go. no. It has to go. Um, <laughs> okay. So wait. So, <laughs> so she does she know what's in the book? Or, does she I just, or is it just I her holy tome? I have to assume she's read it. Yeah, but can, like, can she understand it? Let's, Aaron, let's find out. Oh, fuck. Let's roll. Roll me a d4. Alright. Three. It is a medium magic item. Is that really strong? Medium. Okay. <laughs> it's about in the middle. <laughs> I feel like the name, like, it says it all. Yeah, alright. It is, uh, the secret is a set of scrolls contained in a lacquered blackthorn box. Cool. Oh, fuck, that's cool. When first opened, it unleashes a cloud of green smoke. Stop. It contains the following spells. It toots on you when you open it? 
Yeah. It, it, it breaks a little wind. It breaks a little wind. Toot. <laughs> <laughs> Just enough where you kind of giggle and you're like, tee Only when you only when you first open it, though. It's like, it's like cracking a soda can. Yeah. <laughs> and it contains the following three spells. Enlar- mass enlarge person. <laughs> a lot of people very large. Scrying so you can spy on people. Wait, what the fuck? Go back. <laughs> mass enlarge person. So it's like, yeah. all right, Timmy, like, I've always wanted to be a little taller. Now you're nine stories tall, Timmy. Mass enlarge person. I think the, no, no, no. It's the other definition of the word mass. It's you're looking at 15 people and saying, these people should all be a foot taller. It's everybody, y'all want to be a little bit taller? Uh, let's fucking go. Scrying, and then it's got scrying, which here's good at spying, which seems counterintuitive because you've already made everyone taller and easier to watch. And then the third one is animate dead, which feels a lot more useful than the other two. Whoa, could she combine the two, though? Make giant zombies? Fuck yeah, make giant zombies. And then spy on them. <laughs> And then, well, she has to send them on missions, and then she watches what they're doing. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So that's what the secret is. Well, the secret is... The secret is giant zombies. What, Mysteriama? <laughs> what is it? Myster- Mysterium, I think, is good. Mysterium? Yeah. All right, Mysterium. Madam Mysterium. Madam Mysterium and her magical... <laughs> her magical fart box. <laughs> Oh, and I should say, just for plug purposes, that uh, I used the Donjon uh, random tome generator for that, yeah, which, to, uh, which to I'll make have a, a link fart to. fart box. So sorry, Donjon, <laughs> but we made a fart box. Thanks for your tome generator. We made it too. <laughs> yeah, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes because, you know, plugs. Because <laughs> plugs. So, yeah, so we've got her, her, uh, we've got her gender. We have her class. Do we have an idea on a race? Hmm. I don't have an idea. I mean, I, I'd i rather roll on it, because it, okay. it doesn't matter to me, but let's see what the Dark Gods have to say. Pull up our good friend, Central Casting. Give me a d20. 14. 14. Come on. Please don't be a human. I fucking hate humans. <laughs> 14 is, is a human. Fuck! If you had rolled a 15, she'd have been an elf. Nah, I'd rather be a human. All right, so she's just a person. She's just a person. How did she come to acquire the fart box? So we're we're sort of Tarantinoing this. We know that she's going to end up with this fart box. Yeah, take me back. So the first thing we're going to do is roll on her homeland. Let's do it. Roll me a roll me roll me a d hundred, which is the two ten sided dice. Seventy and fifty. Okay, seventy five is a city or metropolis. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's from, she's from, you know, she had an apartment. Yeah. Are we doing fantasy? Yeah, I think this is like a fantasy, well, I, I, it's like a fantasy city, so it's probably a little bit like Magitech-y type of thing. How magitech Like Final Fantasy VI, oh, is what I'll say. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's my brand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's magic, but it's also like, you know, it's pretty crude. Yeah. And there's, like, technology-type stuff. Airships. Oh, no. Jeff, we're back. I never I never wanted to come back here. But we're in steampunk country again. <laughs> oh, I'm looking no. Ar- I'm looking around me to the left and the right. Everybody has a lot of facial hair. Everyone has big glasses that have frames that are, like, six inches thick that are two different colors. 
Everyone's wearing a lot of brass and a lot of top hats. And the pumpkins? Fucking huge. <laughs> they are fucking huge and plentiful. <laughs> yeah, so she's from a city. She's from a metropolis. All right. Roll me those, roll me those, those that D100 again. 57. Just reverse that shit. Only her father is alive. Hmm. Okay, so how old is she? Like, does that matter? Or is she a kid? I think she's an adult now, but we're going through her whole backstory. Oh, wow. Okay, so let's go all the way back. So her father is the only one that's alive. How were her parents killed? How does her mother die, I mean? What if? Okay, what if? All right, hit me. She died getting the fart box. <gasps> like she was like a treasure hunter or something. Damn. And she like got the tre- got the fart, got the secret. And it just like rested on a shelf in their house. And she didn't know what it was. She died. Her mother died like getting it. And, like, it got transported back. So it's just been a thing that her father and she has had. And But the father knows, like, one day Mysteria is going to get the box. Because he doesn't know what to do with it. Because he's never farted in his life. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> to do with this thing. I just... <laughs> my butt does not make those noises. I'm sorry. Yes, okay, so she comes from... Uh, the mother was an adventurer, and the father... Ooh, the father's like a priest, like in Footloose. Yeah, and that's how she becomes a cleric. So she's a cleric just by, like, family association. Yeah. Whoa. Roll me a d20 for a major childhood event. So we've got this child. Her father is a priest who has this object that he doesn't trust. Eighteen. Eighteen. Her childhood is fairly ordinary, with no major blessing or catastrophe. I could read that to mean that um, they knew the risk of their mother being, her mother being a treasure hunter. Yeah, yeah, and her father, like, protected her and was like, no, you're not going to, like, go down that road. No, you're going to join the, is there a table for what god she worships? Uh, I don't believe so. Because for cleric, we have to figure that out. Right. Who does she worship? Well, who is their god? Does she worship the god of her father? I think so, at least when she's young. Okay, so she started out following... Let's just play word association. Sure. At the count of three, we're going to say a word, and then we're going to try to predict what the next word you're going to say is. All right. One, two, three. Grasshopper. City. Grasshopper City is now the name of the city. (laughs) Yeah. They're in Grasshopper City. So Grasshopper City. And now we're going to try to link those words together to say the same word at the same time. Sure. One, two, three. Hive. Insect. Insect hive. All right, I feel like we've got something there. Does she worship uh, some kind of harvest god? Yeah, or yeah, and it's like an insectoid, I think it's like an it's like an insectoid god-looking thing. Okay, and it in this world, like, the locust is something that, like, brings the harvest, not destroys it. Yeah. It's an agrarian culture. Yes. All right. And they're in the city, so they're sort of in, like... The marketplace, kind of. All right, all right. So she's not a farmer, but they know how important it is. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, so what does her dad wish she was doing? I think her dad wishes that if they're like the priests of this, uh, like, harvest god, what does the priest of a harvest god, like, do? I guess, like, go to farms and, like... He just blesses fields. It's really, it's really quite boring. Like, it goes and blesses fields, and don't bless these crops. This corn here, this is good corn. I bless it. This corn is going to be real good, because I give it my blessing. So we have gods. Yeah. Wait, I have a quick question. Yeah, what's up? Are gods real in this world? Are they, like, tangible? I kind of want to say yes. 
Oh, I, I think so. I think so. There's a giant fucking bug that they worship. Yes, that like there's an actual bug that brings the harvest. So it raises the stakes a lot more with this whole like, what do the priests do? It's like they keep the bug happy. Yeah, and in fact, that makes a lot of sense. If there's like a city, that city is probably like is probably built around the bug and is probably dedicated to like bringing it. Sacrifice or not sacrifice, but bringing it like yeah, no, feeding the bug and keeping it sacrificed. Like it, yeah. it doesn't have to be a glamorous city. They don't have to be in a great position. I don't think they're in a good position, Jeff. I think they're keeping this bug alive. Yeah, it's hard. Like it sucks. Like they his her father has to do like unspeakable things to keep the bug happy because he's fuck it. He's the high priest. Yeah, he's the high priest of this bug, and he's like, well, I have to, we have to bring it tribute. We bring all of the food that we raise to the bug. Oh my. So that it doesn't bring the locusts. Whoa. The bug is called what? <laughs> A deafening silence. <laughs> well, because my brain immediately went to just buzz, but that's real bad. Jiminy. Jiminy. <laughs> the great god Jiminy. The great god Jiminy. So, yeah, they're in this city, like, living, and there's a big bug in the middle of it. It's Lemony Locust. Lemony lo- <laughs> Lemony Locust. That is the bug's name. <laughs> we fucked up. <laughs> so, Lemony Locust lives at the big- Lemony Locust lives in the middle of this big city called- Grasshopper City. <laughs> Grasshopper City. We already established that. That's already on the table. I'm so sorry. And say that there's, you know, an acre of crops brought in. Three quarters have to be given to Lemony, and then one quarter is left for the entire population of the city. I think Lemony is just eating and sleeping. Like, the goal is to make it so that Lemony never wakes up. Yes, keeping it docile is the best thing. Like, if it has a full belly, it's basically just groggy. Yeah, and that's what you want because otherwise it's going to wake up and there's going to be a sea, like a tidal wave of locusts that will consume us all. Yes. Wow, that's fucking terrifying. <laughs> all right, I have an idea. All right. So the mom was trying to get the one treasure that can stop Lemony Locust, and that's why it's the secret. Oh my god. In the family it's known as the secret. Like it has a name, the box, you know. What did we decide it's called? Uh, we, we we decided it was called the fart box. I don't know if that's what we wanted to go with. <laughs> All right, it's called the secret. Let's just keep, keep it that. I think everyone calls it the secret because, like, if you say it out loud, Lemony will hear you. Okay, so people know it's there, but Lemony doesn't know where it is. Like, it could be yeah. across the world. It could be buried underground. He has no fucking idea. He just fears the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's out there somewhere, but only Mysteria knows where it is. Oh, so the dad doesn't know about it. I don't think the dad, yeah, I think the dad thinks it's just like an old heirloom, but Mysteria knows that this is the secret. Is it like a jewelry box? Like it looks, you know, like you could fit it in one hand or is it a two-hander? I think it's a two-hander. I think it's like shoebox sized. Okay. It's an ornate black shoebox filled with scrolls. And Aaron, here's why I I love where this is gone. Because do you know what the one thing that can kill Lemony Locust is? A fart. Giant zombies. <laughs> oh my. She has to become... She's a priest. Like, she's a priestess. Yeah. She, but she has to become a necromancer. To summon the zombies. She, like, she can have all the scrolls in the fucking world and fart all over the place, but, like, <laughs> homegirl can't summon a zombie. You're fucked. 
Yeah, no, you need to be, she needs to be able to, like, read and understand these scrolls. So she definitely becomes a wizard. She needs to dabble, Jeff, in the dark arts. Holy shit, we actually made our child. <laughs> yes, this is, uh, this is us. We're tickling that underbelly, and out came Madame Mysterium. All right, so let's roll on a fucking table now that we established this horrific post-apocalyptic world. We got a few options here that we can go through. We, uh, for, like, what kind of dark magic she's sort of embraced. I'm, I'm gonna lay, like, put it down to, like, three. Yes, please. She can be a wizard, a witch, or a summoner. Oh. Oh, I, I want to do a summoner, because I'm thinking that, like, in the final battle to come, she'll open the box and a fart will come out, and she's gonna have to summon, like, a lot of big spying zombies. All right, yeah, I'm in. Like thousands upon that, like way, they're just going to crash on Grasshopper City. Okay, so roll me a d10. One. One. Okay, yep, that's really good. That's real good. In a moment of danger, she encountered like an Eidolon, or like a lifelong companion, an (sighs) outsider, like an otherworldly being. Yeah. That like that like guards her, and that like that is sort of where she became like possessed with the idea of summoning things and summoning something that would eventually take down the locust. Oh my god, she has a pet. Yes. So she's got a pet. Yeah, and it's like an otherworldly creature. Let's roll on it. What the fuck is this thing? Roll me a d6. Lego. Four. So it is a quadruped thing. That means you can. Okay. Okay, sorry. I was getting ahead of myself. No, no, I, I, no you're exactly right, because it's, like, medium-sized, so it's, like, a size of a small... Like, it's big. She can... She can... She can ride it. It's big, definitely big enough that she can ride it. Yes! <laughs> what is it? Let's pick. So it's a big fucking thing. It's a hunk of meat that she can ride. Yeah. Let's think. What is cool? What fucking owns... What is the natural enemy of a grasshopper? What is the natural enemy of a grasshopper? <laughs> Grasshoppers face a number face a host of predators, including birds, rodents, spiders. I stopped myself before we found out what the answer is. Let me read you the full sentence. And consider that the secret is a fart box. Grasshoppers face a host of predators, including birds, rodents, spiders, several species of flies, horsehair worms, and skunks. <laughs> <laughs> Riding a giant skunk. Riding a giant skunk. She's a stank girl. (laughs) Girl, you fucking stank. (laughs) She's a fart summoner. She summons stinky boys to do her fighting for her (laughs) called zombies. She rides a stinky skunk, and its name is is Toots. (laughs) It's Toots. Toots the giant skunk. I don't have anything to play off of that. She rides Toots the giant skunk, and she summons stank, stank zombies from her fart box. The secret, and they're they're <laughs> pretty tall. Like they used to be like five six, and now they're like six six. Yeah, that's pretty big. That's a big zombie. It would probably be more effective if she could concentrate all of that magic on one zombie to make it large enough to be like punched down like a giant locust. But you know, they'll make it work. <laughs> Pankers can't be choosers, man. Stinkers can't be choosers. You get the hands you're dealt, and sometimes it's farts and volleyball player sized zombies. All right. So now that we've got sort of her, her power set, we find that we learn that 
Mysteria is not alone in this fight against the Locust. No. She has an influential associate. Roll me a d20. 11. The academic. Well, that makes sense. The ac- What do you mean? Like a, like a teacher? Yeah, like a like a librarian or somebody that that like is studying knowledge. Ooh, it's someone within the church, I think, who like mans yeah. the the sacred texts. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I know a way to kill lemony lemony cricket, <laughs> lemony grasshopper. Like how? Like what? <laughs> Seriously, no way. It's a fart. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Well, the first time that this happened, the first assassination attempt was the mom found out. And then from the same, the same exact fucking thing happened. It's like a cyclical right. thing where, you know, she went in search. I'm going to fucking, I, we don't know her motives yet, but I'm assuming it's to kill a giant cricket that makes everyone oh, yeah. fucking miserable. Yeah. So her, her mom was like, fuck this cricket. I want it dead. And the guy in the library was like, I know a way to kill a mini cricket. But she found the fart box, but she couldn't get it out. Yeah. And now it's Madam's turn to finish the fucking job. Yeah. The spirit of her mom is strong within her. So, I say this both to both to correct a thing and also because I like that it's a number of different things. I like that Lemony is like eight different insects at once. <laughs> Fuck. No, but I think it works though because I think I like the idea that it like it's a bug that fucking large. Yeah, it's so big. It's like it's you can't really discern what exactly it is, but it's yeah. it's a fucking grasshopper. It's something. Yeah. It's something, but it looks like a grasshopper. Yeah. And it's real. How big is it? I want to say like 15 stories tall. Like it is enormous. It's got to be big enough that a city could be built around it. <laughs> okay, then let's say 30 stories tall. Yeah, it's the size of like maybe not a mountain, but definitely like a hill. Like a skyscraper. Like he is let, How let's see. How tall is 30 stories? Is that enough? Should he be bigger? I think that's I think that's pretty big, especially for like a fantasy thing. Oh, true, I forgot. There's no, like, we're not going to shoot a sniper bullet at its head from Sears' fucking tower. So it's a 600-foot grasshopper that her mother tried to kill by getting the far- the secret. I almost said the fart box. And then it's now Madam's turn to finish the job. Yeah, so now we move into step three of character creation, which is moral conflicts, relationships, and drawbacks. Yeah, so the first thing we're going to do is figure out a conflict for this character. So we already have a conflict for this character, so I feel like we can skip over this one. Yeah, exactly. Do we think that she has a romantic relationship in her life? Like, is that one of the characters in this anime that we've crafted? I kind of do. Um, We've yet to do that. All right. Well, then roll me a d20. Uh, I'm rolling ones. Okay. She has... Oh, no. They're fucking dead, aren't they? No, no. They had a true love once, but that time has passed. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so sad. Let's tell the story of it. I think that her love just had to, they just didn't, decided that if they wanted to appease Lemony. What? Wait, go on. You know, because I imagine not everybody wants to ride a giant skunk and become become an evil wizard to, like, tear down this hell god. Let's go with this, let's go with this. So that means someone else knows that she wants to kill Lemony. Yeah. It's not just her and yeah. the, and the sage. It's like there's another person out there who at one point was like, I'm so down. Let's fuck this cricket up and then decided no. And then they broke up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly what happened is I think that like I'm almost envisioning 
Yeah, I think it's something where, you know, they probably talked about it in the early in the early stages of their relationship where they were like, you know, what if we were to like do that? You know, you know, they were young. They were young and idealistic, but the difference is Mysteria like committed. Yes. No, it's like everybody sat around the ugh, dorm common room table and was like, yeah, something should be done about that fucking cricket. Then she's like, no, I'm dropping out today and I'm going to fucking kill that cricket. Yeah. And I think that they probably, you know, they tried to support Mysteria for a while, but, like, Mysteria had to make the call of, like, if I do this, I'm putting you in danger. Okay, I like this. And then, now where are they? I think they're still in the city, because I think that, I imagine that, like, if if that was Mysteria's motive, she probably didn't tell them. Oh, that she's going to kill the cricket? Yeah, she probably just left to be like, this is my mission, and I have to leave, like, ran, like absconded in the night. Okay, that makes sense. So next is the last, actually the last thing we roll on, and then we just fill in whatever other details we want, is a character drawback. Roll me a d20. 16. Ooh, oh, that's real good, though. What is it? Social acceptance. You want others to accept you, to believe you're special and worthy of merit. You're self-conscious about your social flaws and breaches of etiquette. Rejection is among your greatest fears. You might go to extraordinary lengths to be accepted and or seek favor from your peers. Oh my god, so this is something like, she's, oh, that makes perfect sense with the love interest. It's mm-hmm. like, that's the world I could have had if I would have stayed. Like, I could have been perfectly yeah. happy in my life with them and just... But I have a greater calling. But it's still just every day tugs at her to know that, like, oh, I could be raising a family. I could be just normal. And the other side of that is that she wants, like, the world. She wants the city to see that, like, maybe giving three quarters of our food to a giant insect is not, like, a good thing to do. Maybe this is stupid. And, like, why why don't more people know about this? Yeah, she's like, why aren't we fighting back? So she wants people to under- to see her as, like, a hero because she understands that, like, even with her six and a half foot stank zombies and her giant riding skunk, she's not going to be able to do this. She needs the people. So that's really her mission, is, like, she's got to find a way to, like... I love it. ...bring the people to her side. Okay, cool. Oh, so now she's starting a revolution. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so she needs people. Hmm. Yeah, she needs, like... She needs a movement because, like, the secret is powerful. It's got the ability to make zombies and the ability to make people very large. But, like, she's still fighting a 600-foot-tall... And even if she could kill it, she'd have to then, what, rule? Yeah, yeah, it's not enough to, it's not enough to win the war. It's not enough to win the war, you have to then win the peace. Okay, Jeff, this is ridiculous, but hear me out. (laughs) They have their first ever Grasshopper City election, and she runs against Lemony. (laughs) She goes the legit way. She's like, I can beat you in an election, like, let's install... A voting process, and then I can kill you. No, I love that, because I love that, and I have the perfect note to, to, to put a bow on this character. Okay. She does this, and do you know who her campaign manager is? Who? Samuel. <gasps> By God, Gord. Oh my God, he funds the campaign. <laughs> because obviously yeah. he don't want them fake pumpkins getting chewed to shreds. Holy shit. Well, because he figures if he installs her as power, she'll be an ally and he can just walk that army. Oh my god. Samuel Gord is her running mate. 
Gord Mysterious 16. <laughs> Mysterious 2016. Make Grasshopper City great again. Make Grasshopper City great again. <laughs> All right, so what is her strategy? Now that, now that we're in politics. <laughs> All right, this, is, this is taking a lot of dramatic turns. Um, so her strategy. So we said the Grasshopper is asleep, so it has to have like an avatar. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like the mouth of Sauron. <gasps> oh my god. You know who it is, Jeff? Who is it? It's Chad Butternut. <laughs> oh no, it's Chad Butternut. He's fallen. No, he's not fallen. <laughs> he thinks this is right. It used to be called, see, it used to be called uh, Purether Guild, but then fucking Lemony Cricket took over, and now it's fucking Grasshopper City. Oh god, yeah. They're yes. just trying to win their city back. Samuel Gord and fucking Madame Mysteria are just trying to win it back. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what happened. Whoa. So, okay. So what's their strategy here? I think their strategy is... It's to get the people woke? Like they're going to put a lot of YouTube and Facebook videos up? I think it's got to be like... It's got to be like... Like violent politics almost. Oh. Oh, so this is like a revolution. It's not so much like there's a debate between Samuel Gord... Here's what I'm thinking. She's like leading attacks on like the Church of the Bug... To, like, liberate people, using that to, like, power the political campaign of, like, look, you don't have to stand up for this. Vote for vote for freedom. Vote for Gord Mysteria 2016. Make Grasshopper City great again. Holy shit. So she's, like, turning her back on the church completely and, like, basically fucking her dad over. Yeah. Whoa, that's terrible. But, you gotta, once again, it goes with the whole social thing. What You gotta do what you gotta fucking do. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got a duty. Sorry, lover boy. Jeff, did did she used to love Chad Butternut? He's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's supportive. That's the thing. He's supportive. And probably and probably in the early days, you know, he was probably real active about like Yeah, people people seem to want the the giant bug deposed, so we should be down with it. But you know what changes that? What changes that? Heavy is the crown. Now that he's mayor Oh my god, I forgot he fucking beat Samuel. Heavy <laughs> is the crowd! <laughs> oh my god, I forgot he's he's the fucking like ruler of Grasshopper City. He's not just like the speaker, he is like he's mayor. That's why he has to speak for the bug, because he's the mayor. He has to. That's why they broke up. I mean it's many reasons, obviously, but um one of them was like, I I'm gonna go. I got to go. I got to make some big political change. I'm going to do what we used to talk about in college. And he's like, what? No, I have plans to become yeah. mayor. That's going to be my boss. It's like, I have to grow a pumpkin. I have to grow this pumpkin. Aaron, that's <sighs> why they grow They grow the Jeff, pumpkins is to feed the bug. fuck. Ever since. Okay, so this is what I'm thinking. Because now, fucking, I'm going to delete 80% of what we just recorded. <laughs> okay, so what I'm thinking so they grow these pumpkins, and they feed them to the grasshopper. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. And whoever grows the biggest one yeah. is awarded by the grasshopper to fucking become mayor. So it used to be Purethra Guild, of course. You know, everyone knew it as the steampunk fucking city. Oh my god, Jeff, this is terrifyingly full circle. Right. But then, um, where did it come from? Oh, it just showed up. Literally one day they looked up and there a shadow was cast over Pure Ether Guild. And 
a fucking 600 foot tall bug. <laughs> it just came down and was like, feed me. The Purethra Guild was just a place of peace. And the tradition, you know, to grow the giant pumpkin and elect the next mayor, it's like a friendly thing. Now it's become who can, you're awarded by the grasshopper by feeding it the biggest fucking pumpkin. Yeah. And Mysterious said, fuck that. Okay, so let's talk about the election. The election of 2016. Make Grasshopper City great again. No, it's, they're just called the Purethra Guild. Like, make, oh, make. Oh, no, the, yeah. But like, guild, like, uh, like association. Yes. The Purethra Guild associate. They're just called the Purethra Guild. Right. That's what I mean. Like, in, like, but instead of guild, like, pl- gold plating, it's guild, like, guild. Oh, my God. And if they win, it becomes a new form of democracy where it's like the fucking super friends. Yeah. A form of democracy where it's, you know, the voice of the people is dutifully elected, and then those people are turned into giant stag zombies. Yeah, exactly. And then they run the city into the ground. All right. <laughs> so it's not a perfect system. No, no, we're not saying it's a good or a perfect one, but it's a lot better than what we had. Yeah. All right. So Chad Butternut, when, when does he draw the line? Because this has to come to conflict. Because I think that the political race is getting, you know, it's heating up and it's, it's going on and going on and going on and they're back and forth. Chad Butternut's like, we're safe. The, this, the grasshopper, Lemony, keeps us safe. You don't have to fear it. I don't know why everyone fears it. Like, we can worship it. It provides us safety. Like, there hasn't been an attack on Grasshopper City ever since that Lemony appeared. So that's what his thing is. But what, what comes to, like, when is the point where she's like, enough, and then we got to, I'm just going to kill my political rival? I think it's got to be like. Like, what is the straw that broke the camel's back, that broke the grasshopper's back? Oh, my God, Jeff. I have something really sad. Yeah, what was it? It's the tragedy of Samuel Gord. Chad Butternut has him killed. <gasps> Samuel Gord, no! I'm sorry, but it's the tragedy of Samuel Gord. He's he's murdered in the fucking night. He's devoured by a group of locusts. Yeah. That was Mysteria's running mate, her closest confidant. And was killed by her former lover. Yeah. Enough is enough. Yep. <laughs> what? So then they take up arms. So it's just it's just her, obviously, right? The the people can't fight that thing. She's got to, you know, rally these people to her cause. And she has to also destroy, like, Butternut Manor, as we talked about before. Like, she has to destroy it. She has to wipe the fucking Butternuts off the face of the earth. Yeah. But she has the support of the Gord family now. Yes. And they've got money. They got money. So she could have an army. Well, I mean, she could have the Gord army just to destroy the Butternuts. They know that they don't have the power to destroy the Cricket. Yeah, they're not fully allied, but, like, they, they... Friends for now. Yeah, they take it as an opportunity to get the upper hand on the butternuts. And I think that... Okay, so, all right. So we're going a little too far. So we're going to hit pause right at that moment where, like, the final battle's about to happen. And we're going to go back to when she gets the secret. Okay. Is she just, like, at home one day? Does it speak to her? I think that she... I think that she's re- she's contacted by that academic that told her mother about the secret. I think that... Yeah, I think that's when she learns, like, the true power of the secret and what she can do with it. He comes there and he's like, you know, he's like, I know what you've been doing and you know that there's a way to stop it. Your mother, when she was a traveling adventurer, found a box. Inside the box contains the power to defeat Lemony. 
It is a great and smelly power. <laughs> and only you can wield it. Also, it's resting on your fireplace mantle. Well, yeah, she's had it. She's had the power all along. She just didn't know it. Well, and here's here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking. So the tome has we we established the three spells that are in the tome. Yes. But what if those aren't all? What if those are just the spells that she understands at the start of her journey? I have it, Jeff. I have it. May I? All right. Go for it. There's one that will make her really big, so she can fight the fucking cricket, like actually yeah. fight it. What's it called? Mass and large person. Mass and large person is like over is like a bunch of people. But like, yeah, if there's like a super enlarged person, fucking enlarged person is the spell. <laughs> <laughs> fucking enlarged person. Fucking enlarged person is the spell that that she just doesn't know yet. She can't read it. Yeah, she has to become more powerful in order to read the spell. Or does Chad Butternut have something that'll allow her to read it, like some kind of lens? He probably does. I probably the mayor probably has something like that. Ooh, so it's related to like the city. This has been in the city all along. Yeah, that means maybe the cricket's been buried under a Pirithra guild, and it emerged. Oh my goodness, and it burrowed up. I like that. And that I like, like that a lot. The mayor has the lens that allows you to read the spell that allows you to grow big enough to punch the cricket in the face. I'm in. I'm into this. Damn. And that's why the ra- the race has been so big because that's like a big response. That's a big power. Yeah. All right. So she has to kill Chad Butternut. So she has the box yes. now. And she has a skunk. She's a summoner now. So we're, we're back at the freeze frame has ended. We're back. She's riding her skunk toward Butternut Manor with the gourd forces behind her. Right. How easy is it to destroy him? I think it's pretty easy. Ultimately, I think it's easy to destroy his forces. There's like a real... It's... And it would be easy to destroy him, but there's definitely a moment where she's like, can I do this? Let's roll on it. Let's see if that's actually, if she actually has a moment of like, you know, the knife's at his throat and she hesitates or does she just, yeah, roll on it. Um, Above a three for D6 or above a four? Yeah, we'll say highs. Highs, she just does it. Lows, she hesitates. Jeff, she hesitates. I figured she would. She hesitates. I figured she would. What, how, what's, describe the scene to me. What are you thinking? I think that she, I think that they like tear through the house. The skunk sprays a bunch of people with skunk, skunk spray and they die. The best image that I'm popping into my head is um, in Return of the King when all the zombies are just sweeping through. We're like, these. this is vicious. Like the six and a half foot tall zombies. Yeah, and they just ransack the house. Chad Butternut is ruined. Because fuck Chad Butternut. Yeah, fuck Chad Butternut. Yeah, he's an asshole. Fuck you, Ned Flanders. I hope you. I hope they chewed on your wrist extra long. And it like, but like, I think it definitely comes to a moment where she had to be the one to end Chad Butternut. Yeah, they're holding him up, like they're holding his arms, and they've lifted him up, and he's like, "Do you have what it takes?" No, he's like, "Do you have what it takes?" Huh? Huh, Madame Mysteria? Do you think you can kill me? Your one love. I think that she looks him in the eye, and she's like. I, I has uh, a moment ago I probably didn't, but now that you say that, and then she jams the knife in. Oh shit! So she does it. She doesn't. She doesn't just take the lens off of him. She just kills his ass. No, I think she takes him out because I think he goaded her. I think he knew that she would if he pushed her. Damn! So she has the lens. Yes. That's called what's the literacy lens. The literacy lens. Cool. All right. So she now has the literacy lens. She is the acting mayor. And her first action as fucking mayor 
is to reopen her fart box. <laughs> and then she digs through, and at the bottom is one teeny tiny scroll that's in funky language. She puts on the lens because it's a monocle, obviously. Obviously. And suddenly the words become clear. So she reads the, the words of the spell, fucking enlarged person, and her and her skunk grow to 600 feet. Oh, yeah, no, this girl, the skunk, because she's definitely riding the skunk into the final. Like, I thought that was never in debate. She's definitely going into battle with the skunk. Absolutely, it's her mount. Like, she killed Chad Butternut while still on Toots the skunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the final battle. So it wakes up. Yeah, right. It wakes up because, like, now it's in danger and it's going to defend itself. And they have a giant battle, obviously. Right. Because this is a character creation podcast and not a D&D one, I don't want to get to, like, we're telling the story. What happens to her? <sighs> I don't know. Does anyone? I don't think anybody knows what happens to gra- what happened to Grasshopper City. Or do they not know what happened to her, but they know the Grasshopper is gone? I like that. I like that, yeah. Like, the Grasshopper and her are gone. I think going further than that, I think that gods were real once. The Grasshopper was real once. Mysteria was real once. Whoa. They had this battle. They're gone. But the churches of both of them, like, live on. Oh, so she's worshipped too? Yeah, she's definitely become a goddess since then. People now worship her and worship, like, revolution and knowledge in her name. Damn, and duty. Like, she's the goddess of, like, revolution, duty, um... Holy crap, duty. <laughs> duty. Ties into the fart box. It does tie into the fart box. And, I mean, you know what this leaves? the It leaves the gourds to finally rule again. The city. I mean, the city's still intact. Oh, yeah, they're definitely in power now. Like, we've returned to the status quo. So this is all, like, goddamn, this is all just, like, background of the Samuel Gord story. Yeah, this is just, like, the sequel to Samuel, the tragedy of Samuel Gord, and it's become... Well, the real hero here is Madame Mysteria. Yeah. Samuel Gord, we decided, is, meh, he's a piece of shit. But Madame Mysteria is the one who they sing songs about and who is worshipped like a god for opening her mother's fart box. Oh, my. I'm so (laughs) editing that out. That is literally the worst thing I've ever said into a microphone. (laughs) I am so sorry, world. All right. So all because she's worshipped like a god, all because she opened the fart box. Yes. Damn, Jeff. Damn. Do you care what she looks like? I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters at this no, point. No, she's bigger than that. And I think that... Uh, I see what you did there, because she's big. Because I think that now that she's like a goddess, like, everybody's going to say she looks different, depending on like oh, what they want her to look like. too. Yeah, like, so her appearance doesn't matter because the character now is a goddess that is worshipped under these domains of, like revolution and freedom and duty and like knowledge and literacy holy shit that's so fucking cool so no one knows what she actually looks like including us yeah no no one knows madam mysterious she's mysterious scholars debate to this day what happened to the secret no one knows maybe it's still out there maybe it's out there for a party of adventurers to find Ooh, this Ooh, ooh, jeff this one is good for using in a fucking campaign it is. Make, yeah. make the cricket come back and then battle that shit. Battle the shit out of it. Make your party of friends go find the secret and then kill Lemony. 
don't you dare change that fucking name or I will find you. <laughs> I will find you. If you change any of the names from this fucking show, I will beat your ass. <laughs> it does not count if you change the name. No. If it's not Lemony, it doesn't count. No, it doesn't. God damn. So that is it. Thank you, Damoon Rules at Twitter. Good. That was a good prompt. Because fuck, that is an epic story. We just spun a tale, and I am so glad you joined us because this is what happens when you tickle the underbelly just right. <laughs> Dark gods are like, oh, rah, rah, that feels great. Rah, rah. And then, uh, the birth of the giant grasshopper and Madame Mysteria, the most powerful and brilliant duty driven fart summoner. So if you want us to make a baby of your own, you, if you want to make a baby with us using dark <laughs> magic. <laughs> if you want to make a baby with us, you know, just hit us up on social media. Yeah. You can find us at, at AMFC underscore podcast if you want to make a baby with us. Shoot us an email at uh, allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. That's our baby-making email. Mm. Or if you <laughs> want to get real wild and uh, you want to get a little anonymous with it, you can just stick it out into the void at hashtag fantasychildren. Mm, nobody's going to know. We don't need a name. We just need a, just a hashtag fantasychildren. Also, like us on Facebook. I don't know how to segue that into a... But also, like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page now. Fucking like it. You think I like telling you to go like these things? No. I do it because I have to, and I do it because I want this to grow, and I want it because our loyal listeners and our beautiful new listeners are wonderful, and we love them. We just love doing this. Yes. We love making... We love tabletop games. We love making characters. We love adventure. I do. I do love all of those things. And you know how much Jeff loves it? Jeff has a second fucking podcast. I do. Got Party of One. The RPG podcast built for two. Uh, this week we played A Cold Soldier by Brett Gillen, which is a game about skeletons and doing undead things. It's good. It's a good game. It was intense. It was scary. Intense. It was a little bit funny scary, at points. It was good. Funny. It got it all. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. With that, guys, um, tweet us your character prompts and we'll make a baby. And until next time, Jeff. Good night. And good game. 